What's going on, everybody? And welcome to the other side of the firewall podcast, where we talk about the latest and greatest in cybersecurity news, as well as we highlight those movers and shakers and glass ceiling breakers, those people of color who've made it to the other side of the proverbial firewall. My name is Ryan Williams, and as always, I'm joined by Shannon Tynes. What's up? What's up? And LeVon Maynard. Welcome to the show. What is going on? So welcome to another uh, glorious week in cybersecurity. Uh, please tune in to uh, Monday and Tuesday shows where we discuss topics such as the past the uh, the mic initiative that happened uh, on social media this uh, this past weekend, where um, uh, very big Twitter accounts in uh, cybersecurity handed over their account to uh, members of their team that are people of color uh, to show the diversity as well as to uh, spotlight um, th- those members within the organization. That was a great initiative. Please tune in Monday. Shannon covers that. Please tune in for Tuesday's episode where we discuss uh, Revo being um, taken down using some of their own uh, uh, tactics, techniques, and procedures. Uh, it's pretty funny. Um, so they're no longer with us. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good way to say it. Um, but uh, that was Levine's topic. Definitely interesting. Tune into that one. Um, and now today... This kind of piggybacks on it, but not quite. So uh, my apologies. My description of this is going to be kind of rough because uh, I am in a foreign country and I uh, can't have my VPN on while I do this because then it causes me to not be able to talk. I move like a slideshow. Uh, but because of that, the, the website is blocking me. Um, but the, the title of the article is U.S. Moves to Control Sales of Hacking Tools Abroad by Christopher Bing. Uh, this is a, <clears throat> excuse me, Reuters article that dropped on the 20th, uh, and basically it goes over the U.S. Commerce Department uh, this past Wednesday, um, uh, announced new rules intended to curb the sale of offensive cybersecurity products to some countries with authoritarian practices, according to a federal registry uh, submission. So basically they're trying to get at uh, such countries as China and Russia and uh, some others. Um, to not allow U.S. companies that create uh, tools that could be used for um, uh, cyber offensive uh, and, and um, hacking and things of that nature uh, to sell those to these countries uh, to exploit their uh, population. So think of like uh, China's great firewall, right? But with these tools, they can... Uh, they can hack accounts so they can stop people from uh, posting social media. They can, um, they can f- find out identities, things of that nature. Um, just, just things that we do not stand for uh, here in the U.S. Um, and just putting rules and regulations on our own companies from selling those things to, uh, to those countries. So uh, pretty interesting um, article. But I want to ask you guys an opinion about this. Like, uh, does the federal, federal government have, uh, well, we know they have the authority because they just did it. <laughs> How do you feel about the federal government uh, uh, restricting these? At uh, uh, one point in the article, I believe they uh, called it a weapon of mass destruction uh, in some cases um, on uh, on these other countries. I think it's pretty uh, it's pretty cool. I mean, it's a pretty interesting that they're going through these these steps to make it, uh, I guess, to make it some licensing requirements before they can sell these uh, pieces of software. And I'm kind of curious more so about like the enforcement. And like, how's this software not going to, you know, make sure the software doesn't land in, into the hands of people that should not have it. Because um, even, I mean, obviously you license, this is kind of just like anything else. I mean, they license, you know, Windows, 
OS and other software, you know, anything you can think of. Um, but at the same time, people always tend to find the software or like hack the software and make it, you know, not need not require license, not require some sort of like authentication or some sort of like, um, yeah, any kind of like, like, like over the internet licensing process that kind of verifies that it's actual actual legal piece of software. So I'm, I'm curious about how they're going to enforce it and make sure that it they, uh, they keep everything um, operating as, you know, as the procedures outline. Um, but I think, you know, overall, I mean, hopefully this does put like a dent in the the usage of like US made like cybersecurity software being like, I guess, available to to hackers and groups that may use it for uh, nefarious purposes. Um, I think it's a, you know, I think it's a great thing. I'm, I'm, and that's the only thing that's kind of stuck in my mind is like the, uh, the enforcement and, um, and I'm wondering what kind of like, I don't know, they say they, the purpose sale of offensive cybersecurity products to some countries with authoritarian practices. So they're just talking about like, I don't know, like North Korea. And um, I don't know, if, you know, it'd be funny if we're even like in like talks with North Korea to sell them software like this. I'm not sure what authoritarian like countries were like in, and engage with that we're going to be like hey here's some here's some software for you to to use to like hack whatever you need to or like defend yourself from hackers or something but uh yeah i guess it's i guess it's it, it's interesting and I, i'd be curious to see how how it how progresses in the in the future here but um but shannon do you have some thoughts on this one yeah i i got a couple things right so this seems like an expansion on something that was already that was already in place right so um u.s companies already required a license um from the federal government when they were selling encryption technologies um, or communication interception systems, right? So that was already something they had to do, but it seems like they're just expanding on that um, a little bit here and they're not very specific about software, right? Um, but my, my other thing is usually when we do stuff like this, like those countries, Russia and China and North Korea, they kind of play a tit for tat game, right? So we're gonna sit here and say, and, and I, I, don't wanna, I don't wanna get into a political discussion or anything like that but um the reason we said let me find this in the article right um opposes the misuse of technology to abuse human rights or conduct other malicious cyber activities right so what's to say china doesn't turn around and say well you guys have been doing that in the united states right do you not have ai that is uh, unjustly unjustly uh, uh getting uh, people of color prosecuted you know because it can't distinguish their face or you know things of that nature right like they could they could play that game to say you're doing human rights abuses too right the summer of 2020 was it was a very hot summer in the united states right to where that's something they could point to and say don't don't point your finger at us at what we're doing you're doing the same thing right so then it, it turns into a tit for tat thing because you know I mean, I could probably look around my house and find a million things made in China. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, yeah. not necessarily in my software, but you know, <laughs> I'm just, I'm just saying. Like, that's just, that's just the way that they can go with this, and it's, it's a dangerous game. I understand why we're doing it based off some things that are happening um, in the news and and some things that are just out there that may not be so very well known, but um, it's kind of a dangerous game. Um, uh, I, I don't know. I, I like I said, I, I see the reason for it, but I could see this turning into a tit for tat with us, and and maybe getting a little more aggressive when it comes to cyber warfare. Um, but yeah, this is and 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 so the thing with this is uh, they they had in this article 
Um, this follows charges by the U.S. Justice Department against three former U.S. intelligence community officials who offered hacking services to the UAE government, right, helping it spy on dissidents and geopolitical rivals. So I, I understand the reason for them doing it and, and these things that are going on in the news. You know, it was the whole, uh, what's the other one? What's the, the journalist's name from the Washington Post? Khashoggi with Saudi Arabia, right? You had that whole thing too, right, where they were hacked into his phone, right? Right. So. I mean, I, I understand the reason for it, right? And again, I'm the Patriot Act guy, right? <laughs> the Patriot Act guy, but still, it's like, man, this is this this can, I don't want to say it's a dangerous road, but it's one that we need to start thinking a little bit further ahead when we make these decisions. And I don't know if they haven't already. Like, they could have thought of the things that I'm talking about now ahead of time and be like, all right, we're ready for it, right? You saw what we did to Revil, right? <laughs> Revil, him, right? Revil is not a nation state, though. So <laughs> it's a little True. bit different, right? So especially when it comes to China, they got they got hundreds of thousands of people they could probably put on, you know, cyber warfare to make make their case for what they want to do, you know. But that's how I feel. That's how I feel on it. Yeah, no, that's very true. I mean, there there are going to be second and third order effects uh, uh, from this. Uh, I, I think it's it's a little bit harder to um, to justify your need for hacking tools. You know what I mean? Like you need oil, you need water, you need you know these these things. You need your your like for us, pretty much any product made in Walmart is coming from another country. Um, but in this case, you're you're asking for uh, specifically designed tools to do something, right? So it's kind of like, mm, do you really need that? <laughs> and why? Why do you need that? So, I, but I do get your point. Like, it, it could be a slippery slope, and I don't know what we're we're getting from them, because uh, we we've talked about it several times when it came to um, the one Israeli company that um, was providing tools to UAE for the you know spying on journalists and what have you. So we're not the we're not the only um, country in town that makes. Uh, good hacking software. So, I mean, it could just go to our rivals because uh, it doesn't really seem like this is an international law. Like this seems to be specifically for US-based companies um, selling these tools. So they, they have a means to get them from elsewhere. They might as necessarily be as good as ours, but I mean, like the, in, in the Israeli case, that one's far superior to, to many tools that we had here. Um, so there is that as well. Um, and then it may encourage them to to homebrew, right? Like, why why are you importing these tools when you can just make your own? Um, perhaps you just don't have the expertise, or maybe you do, but uh, it's just easier. You know what I mean? Like, it's easier just to buy something off the shelf than to get, to teach somebody how to program something. Um, so there there is that as well. So I'm sure there's there's multiple different vantage points that they looked at before they did this. Um, and I believe these are rules and not laws yet. So. I, I'm sure there's a, a, a difference, right? Words mean things. So I think it's on its way, it's on its path to becoming legislation um, uh, if it's not already uh, in the works. Or like you said, it could be an expansion of something that already existed. Uh, that, that didn't really go into great detail about that in the article. So uh, I'm sure more of the, more to come of this uh, in, in the near future, we'll, we'll see it. It seems like a lot of our articles are, are becoming more timely, right? Like we'll, we'll, t- we'll talk about something, then boom, it's happening. Or we'll, we'll be talking about, like in this case, everybody's talking about Revo, right? But then you can see the progression uh, of what, what happened to them. Um, so again, great. I, I think it's a, a great discussion. Uh, great, great uh, viewpoints on it. So we'll, we'll see what comes to pass uh, once this goes into, uh, into play and see how other countries respond um, because of 
the implications, right? Like, why do you need this? What are you using this tool for type situation? Like you're telling it yourself. <laughs> so, uh, but with that being said, I think that brings us to a uh, natural conclusions for this episode. Um, thank you, Shannon. Thank you, Devon. I haven't done that all, all week, right? So thank you for uh, always, always participating in these discussions. Uh, to anyone out there who is interested on in being on the show, definitely hit us up. Uh, we would like to spotlight you and your company. Um, we're definitely looking for those people who are in those key positions, those uh, senior suite, uh, C-suite positions, or just some, maybe a different flavor that we haven't brought to the show. Um, uh, for all those who are who usually listen to us, you kind of know our backgrounds. I'm, I'm an infrastructure guy by trade. Uh, Levon is a cloud engineer, and Shannon is an uh, ISSO. Uh, so if you're someone who is... Uh, have a, a different trade and, and want to come on and kind of talk about what you do and who you do it for. We we're definitely up for that. Uh, hit me up uh, on the social medias. It's uh, firewall.com uh, as well as personally, you can hit me up at RyRy security guy. That's R Y R Y security guy. I look forward to your questions or if you, you know, want to uh, join us on the, on the panel uh, and you Levon. Hit me up on the Twitters at Levon Maynard. There it is. Stay safe, stay secure. Take care. Thank you.